Hello again, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. My plan is to pass along weekly advice to you. I plan to keep it short but meaningful because long doesn't necessarily mean good. I'm not going to go there. I'm here to be helpful, useful, safe, and effective. That's my plan, so let's jump in, shall we? If you're listening to me on iTunes or on Stitcher, I'd appreciate it if you'd give a like to my podcasts. They use that for the ratings, so that would be helpful to me. Uh, If you're really interested, subscribe, and feel free to pass this information along to friends that you might think find it helpful. Today, I want to talk about desk jockeys. I've talked to several desk jockeys since this new year has started. These are folks that have come into my practice. You know some of these folks, and you could be one yourself. Desk jockeys are people who sit and drive to work. That could be for a 10 or 15-minute commute, or it could be an hour commute. Then they sit primarily while they're at work. Then, after work, they sit on their way home from work. Maybe they end up sitting in the evenings as they're driving their kids back and forth to their practices and to their events. And a lot of these folks then finish the day by plopping down in front of some kind of a screen when they finally get home, whether that's their phone, their iPad, or some video game system to kill the time. Now, don't mistake me. These folks are not lazy. They just happen to be chained to their desk or to their car seat, or to their minivan seat. It's very natural for these well-intentioned people to have made a resolution at the beginning of the year that they want to change their overall condition. They want to get in shape. That's one of the most common New Year's resolutions that most people make. A lot of us are not completely happy with the kind of condition that we're in. Take stock of ourselves at the end of the year and we decide, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get in shape. Now, there are some obvious challenges for these particular folks. I'm going to talk about those. There's a couple of hidden challenges. I want to start off with what I think are sort of the obvious challenges. Now, we are all products more or less of our habits. The habit that most of these folks have is sitting. Part of the time in a chair, part of the time in their car seat. Sitting brings with it a few unique challenges, even though it seems like it's a very easy task. First of all, sitting creates two 90-degree angles in our body. We have a 90-degree angle at our knees and a 90-degree angle right at our waist. These are the places that we bend. Each of these areas has muscles that because we are bent there, those muscles will shorten up because they're being bent at 90 degrees. Now, for just a minute, ignore the fact that shortening these muscles is a common cause of low back pain. We know that people who do a lot of sitting have more back pain. Let's stay focused on how this is going to affect the people as they're beginning the new year and their resolution to work out. Let's just say that we have some some desk jockeys and they decide that they're going to make a resolution to get in shape. And they manage to find the time to go to the gym after work. they got a real problem. They're going to be working out on these muscles and they're short when they're starting to work out. That is a really, really, really bad idea. This is a person who desperately needs to stretch those short muscles out before they do any kind of an activity. Of course, the obvious one is hitting the gym, but going to the grocery store for shopping for dinner that night is an activity. So is getting home and going out right out and mowing the grass. The only activity that a person like this is really ready for is more sitting. And that's not their plan because they're trying to get into shape. So if a gym session after work or a trail run after work or a Zumba class after work is in the mix for you, you better start off with some good hamstring and hip flexor muscle stretches. And if that sounded a little bit Greek to you, then you're in the right place because I'm going to break that down for you, okay? Hamstrings first. They're the muscles that are at the back part of your leg. They run from where your butt is down to where your knee is. They do two jobs in our body, and they're both kind of important. The first job that they do is to pull your foot up towards your butt. That's what, so that's, a, that's an activity that we do when we're walking or running. 
These muscles also serve to keep extend our hip. They help keep us stand up straight. So when these muscles are tight, you won't be able to straighten up quite as easily or quite as fully as you should. Again, bad ideas. Because you can't get as straight as you should be, you will not have the, the nice big arch in your lower back that you should have. This is a good start toward getting some low back pain. And a lot of people that sit have low back pain for this reason. That's not the end of it, unfortunately. If you have shortened hamstrings, you'll also have a tendency to shorten up your stride because you can't pull your foot back up towards your butt quite as much when you're walking or running. That's definitely not something we wanna do if we're gonna be hitting the treadmill or going to the trail or going five miles out on the sidewalks. So the solution for these folks who do have this problem is to start doing some stretches of that muscle group before they really hit the exercise of the activity it's in question. I didn't put simple in there and I didn't put easy in there because it probably is going to be a little bit more involved in that. First of all, if you stretch a cold or inactive muscle, you are going to be not very effective. And number two, you're not going to be completely safe about it. You need some type of activity to increase blood flow to the muscle before you stretch it if you really want a good effective and safe stretch. So how do we start with activity if the muscles are cold? There's the problem. I didn't say it was easy. So if you're going to go to the gym, a few easy minutes on an exercise bike would eliminate a lot of the problems of loosening up by warming up this tissue. Then you can get a nice stretch into it. Some people say maybe a short but quick walk is a nice warm up. And unless you're really, really short in those hamstring muscles, that's probably not a bad idea. The more activity your day has, the more active your warm-up can be. But if you really are sitting a lot, then a very light warm-up is what you're aiming for. Now, after you get those, those areas warm, then we can stretch those muscles, okay? We're gonna talk about how to stretch those hamstrings. Start by laying on the floor on your back. Put your hands lightly on the, uh, the leg above the knee, closer to your butt, and have your knee bent. Gradually and gently pull your knee up towards your chest until you can feel a little bit of a strain in those muscles. Very, very light strain is all you wanna feel. At that point, you wanna straighten your leg out, aim your foot up toward the ceiling. That is gonna really start to stretch that hamstring muscle. Don't overdo it. Don't push it, do not cause any pain. Hold that stretch for about 10 seconds, switch to the other side, go back and forth and do each one of those legs two, maybe three times. That's a great way to stretch the hamstring muscles. There are some other ones, but that's a very safe one because you're laying flat on your back and you won't have any issues with losing your balance as you're gonna stretch your hamstrings. A couple of the other stretches that you can do that I don't particularly care for are try to stand up and attempt to touch the ground with your fingers. I don't like that because you're weight bearing, you're carrying weight on your body. It's putting you in the posture that you've been in most of the day, which is bending forward. And also, what if your first activity is not to someplace that you can get on an exercise bike? What if your first stop after that commute home is to hit the grocery store to pick up stuff to make dinner for the night? Ouch, easy, this is not going to be. <laughs> Did I just channel a bit of Yoda there? Sorry about that, I'll try not to do that in the future. If you've gotta drive home from work, stop at the grocery store and pick up the food for dinner, then you're going straight from sitting to driving, which is more sitting, and really not a good activity. You're really in a tough spot. Got a couple of ideas that are gonna be a little bit helpful. The first thing is, ladies, absolutely no high heels in the grocery store. Change into sneakers, any kind of a shoe that does not have a heel. High heels will cause your calf muscles to shorten up. The calf muscles are the muscles that are on the back part of your leg between your ankle and your knee. Hamstrings attach into the knee. Calf muscles attach into the knee. Tight calf muscles makes tight hamstring muscles even a little bit worse. 
So let's be nice to the hamstrings, okay? We've taken care of that for men as well as for ladies. The second thing is you will probably rushed when you get to the grocery store. What you've got to do is remember the slowly part. Get in there and walk slowly when you're in the grocery store. Don't rush. Cold muscles can't be rushed. Once you get them warmed up and stretched just a little bit, then you've got a chance to loosen them up. It's possible that you could walk backwards a few steps or maybe halfway around your car. That's going to make you look a little crazy, but walking backwards can help warm up and loosen up those uh, hamstring muscles just a little bit. Now, when you're done, once you've got those muscles warmed up, if you're not in too much of a hurry and you can carve out a couple extra minutes, take an extra lap around the aisles of the grocery store just to get a little bit more movement in there. That'll get just a little bit more of a, a loosening up of those stretches. Then go straight home and try to do those stretches. When you do get home, hopefully before you make dinner, because you've got those muscles warmed up just a little bit, get out there and get moving. Walk the dog, walk to the mailbox, walk an extra lap around the house or around the yard, take an extra couple of trips up and down the steps, anything at all to get you moving on those muscles that had been short and had not been used. All right, does everybody have that? We're talking about hamstrings. We're gonna warm them up, then we're gonna stretch them out. Make sure we're not talking about any heels. We're always gonna be going on slow and easy. All right, so now we're gonna move on to those hip flexor muscles. These are the little workhorses that sit just behind where your belt sits, sits. Or you could also think about where your abdominal muscles are. This would be the lowest part of the abdominal muscles. These muscles attach to the leg, which is your femur, but they start by attaching to the front part of the lowest bones of the back. If we have muscles that are short that attach to the back, do you think they have any relationship or any chance of causing low back pain? And they do. Short hip flexor muscles, tight hip flexor muscles have a tendency to cause a lot of people low back pain. The job of these muscles is to pull your leg forward. A pretty important thing to do when we're talking about walking, where they help you bend forward. And that's why they're shortened up when you're sitting. They get short from, from doing the exact same things that hamstrings get short from. And we've already talked about why you're there. What do we do about it? Well, most of you have heard of lunges. And lunges are a stretch that's effective. They're only effective if you can kneel down on your knee. Not a very practical activity or stretch if someone is in a business suit, uh, or maybe ladies, you're in some type of a skirt or a dress. So kneeling lunges are not the best choice. I'm not quite as fond of uh, standing lunges where you keep your back leg straight and bend your front leg and just push your body more and more and more toward where your front knee is. When you do the stretch, make sure you never let your knee get in front of your toes on the front leg. That puts a lot of strain on the knees. That's never been a real effective stretch for me. I don't find it to be a very effective stretch for most people, but that's something that you could do. So what else do we do? You can try a bit of a, a modification, a chair stretch. Go ahead, stand up, put one of your feet up on the chair. Make sure your other foot is back just a little bit farther away from the chair. Now, move your hips toward the knee that's on the chair up in front of you. Let your body move forward. Again, don't let your knee on the chair go in front of your toes. Keep that bad leg stretched and you should feel a nice, easy stretch in the front part of the hip. Those are the hip flexor muscles. That's probably the best one to do. The only catch with that one is that you're balancing on one leg. So please be careful. If you have any issues with balance, you might want to hold on to something with that other hand while you're doing that stretch. The last thing that we want to do is fall when we're trying to stretch muscles out and loosen them up. We've got a way to stretch out those tight muscles. That's a good thing. That's an important thing. That will prevent injuries as we start a new exercise plan. They will also give you better flexibility. So you will have the right movements. And that's going to let your workout be more efficient and more effective. 
If you're like me, you don't have a lot of time to waste. So when you are going to do an exercise, you want to get the most results from it. Maximum efficiency from your workouts is the plan. I don't care if you're starting or if you've been doing it for a long time. What kind of workout should you be starting with? Well, if you're a desk jockey, then the other part of your job that, that I kind of talked about is maybe the hidden part, one people don't realize, and that's that you are inactive while you're sitting. Inactivity means you're not moving very much. I understand work, even if it's only a short eight-hour day, can be make us pretty inflexible and mold us despite all of our best intentions. Now, I don't say effort because effort is what it's going to take to remold our bodies. The next challenge for you folks is to find time to make that change, time to start being active. So we're going to take every opportunity to find every movement-based activity that you can do, and that'll be a great step toward adding activity and exercise into your plan. I know this is tough. If you're a mom who's a taxi or you're a dad who's just a driver, your time gets gobbled up pretty darn fast. I understand that. I have two kids. When the kids wake up in the morning, we're packing their lunches. We're making sure that they have all the stuff that they need for their day that they forgot to take care of last night. This gobbles up my hours before I go to work in the morning. If that's you, it's really hard to work out first thing in the morning. Maybe you're left with a chunk of time in the evening, right? After that nice long eight-hour day plus commute. Doing exercise after all that work and running around is usually just too exhausting for me especially. But you're not doomed. Just remember, a few stretches and then any movement will undo what the workday has done to you and we're often running in the right direction. You probably aren't often running and planning to run a marathon if you've got that kind of a schedule. An hour commute, an eight-hour workday, an hour commute home, there's just not a lot of hours left to plan a, a marathon. You're not going to run a marathon because you are living a marathon. Parents who have kids in school are probably in the toughest boat of all. Kids' needs expand as the kids get older. Our time gets commandeered by their last-minute crises. Believe me, you've got to stay in shape if you're going to try to keep up with all the things that they're going to get involved with. And if you plan to help coach them or chaperone them or be involved in their activities, then have it help you. It seems like you're out of time, and yet you need extra time to stay healthy just so you can keep running them around. Does this give you a picture of a hamster on the wheel? You've all seen that. You know what I'm talking about. Your New Year's resolution needs to be along the order with the amount of time that you can devote, which usually means stealing from kid duty. My wife and I are both runners. We used to alternate running days with each other. The non-runner gets the entire load of kid stuff in the morning. That's one of the things that will help motivate you to run first thing in the morning. I'm really not kidding about that either. If you can't run with your spouse, if you can't alternate times with your spouse, if you've got kids, it's tough for you. If not, you've got to start by getting a little bit of stretching in and carve out that time for exercise. As much as you possibly can, make your exercise time non-negotiable. It stays on the schedule and everything else gets scheduled around it unless that other thing is a grade A emergency. Getting committed to that will help make whatever exercise you plan become more of a habit. And making a habit is the only way to make a consistent change. That's the way you take the next step to better health now.